at the end of the day, it really, life is just all about love. And it's not just romantic love. It's not just love for your loved ones, but it's just finding love in every moment. Even the painful crap that we go through, there's always a positive intent. And the more we can find love in any of those situations, the more it actually saves us from experiencing a lot of the pain. These are the stories of average people who have massively changed their lives from a Tony Robbins event. Welcome to episode 12 of the Tony Robbins Impact Podcast. My name's Cameron and today I'm talking with Libby Lee. Now Libby shares with me her magical story, especially from Date With Destiny in 2018 in Australia, and how she eventually came to the realisation that she had to place love at the centre of everything she does. That was a beautiful moment. I wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening and uh, for coming back each week for these incredible stories and they are so powerful and I'm, I'm growing so much as I do these interviews. I wanted to also remind people that I'm going to date with Destiny this year in Australia and I will be doing 10 stories from that event. I've already uh, got five people Uh, scheduled in to do that if people listening want to jump on board you can find my contact details in the episode notes and if people get a moment it would be amazing if you could leave a review it's super easy to do you don't even have to write anything you just jump on when you're listening on apple you can just see the five stars there and choose a number so thank you very much for listening and enjoy the episode Libby Lee, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Cameron. This is really exciting. Yeah, it is. It's exciting for me every time and uh, I've been doing it every week. So <laughs> That's really cool. I love, I love your mission, sharing this message and sharing these experiences with people. I think it's a really, really worthy cause. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think um, as if, you know, my, my motto is that if it reaches one person and, and that helps them, then... That's sort of what keeps me going. And, 100%. Um, yeah. Mm. So um, let's get into talking about, I guess, the impact that Tony Robbins has had on your life. So share with me a bit of your story, I guess, even your, your life story and some of the key events in your life that you see as relevant to your Tony Robbins experience and when, mm. and when did you... Uh, first, I guess, attend a seminar. Yeah, okay. So a little bit of pre-Tony. Yes, pre-Tony. <laughs> pre and post-Tony. Yes, I've, I've um, noticed most people's <laughs> lives completely change after, so I'd love to know the before. Yes, it was like then I was lost and now I am found. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, pre-Tony, I, um, I think I, I did all the right things. I was a good girl. You know, I grew up and I went to uni. I did drop out of uni originally and then I travelled and I, you know, found, you know, thought I found myself. Um, I was seeking to find myself and I was just having a really good old time in life. And 
you know, traveling this beautiful earth of ours and came back. I was like mid twenties. Oh, a little bit earlier, like 23, 24, took myself to uni and I, I made sure that I chose a degree that was like, had really good high demand for jobs and was well-respected and well-paid and did really the respectable thing, right? And I did three years at uni there and then I did an extra two years post-grad and, you know, I married my soulmate and started having children and it was pretty much the everything bubbled to the surface when I had my first son. So he's just over eight years old now. And I realized that because I was working in the health setting and leaving my son to or sending him off to daycare or preschool to go to work in an institution that, you know, you're looking after sick people. It's quite a negative environment, very low vibration. Um, I just found myself asking why, like, why would I do that? Why would I? I had children so that I could spend time with them and here I am shipping them off so some, somebody else can look after them and I'm heading into my, my job. So it really the catalyst um, was my son's birth and I realised just that I wanted more mm. and I was just seeking that question of like what is life all about? Mm. Why are we even here? Mm. So, so there was a there was a pain in that moment absolutely. of, of I, I mean I've experienced the same with my children you know like yes you go to work and they go to daycare it's like well, <laughs> this makes no sense yeah and like, what's the point yeah what are we doing? <laughs> yeah yeah so you were questioning things for the first time definitely yeah definitely and I think it really sparked a bit of creativity as well so I found I had tons of ideas coming to me so I went on a quite a, a journey of, um, I guess you could say creativity and, and on, entrepreneurialism because, you know, I had ideas to design a little sleep jacket for babies because of what my son was going through. I had um, multiple different small businesses where I found like a really niche product that lots of people wanted and so I would on-sell that. Um, and then you know, after a couple of those ventures, I realized that the pay rate at the hospital was far better and it was far easier just to go back, do my shifts at the hospital, get paid well, not worry about small business. Um, and so, you know, each time, even though I had some success in the business, it just wasn't fulfilling, but it didn't stop me either. So I would keep my hospital job, but then I was always like jumping to the next venture. And so I've gone through everything from, you know, designing a product and going down the, the road of patenting that and then into, yeah, like a niche small business, um, a higher company. I got into MLM. I got into um, after MLM was like currency trading, forex trading of all things. Mm-hmm. You were looking for something. <laughs> Totally. I was searching. And then finally, um, real estate development and property development. And then there was one birthday, it it was 2017. And my husband gave me a card. And in the card was, I had three options. Basically, I could go to the UPW in Sydney in 2017. But it meant that I missed my son's seventh birthday. 
I could um, go and have a do a course with this lady, Raylene, who was, you know, very uber spiritual and I hadn't really done anything like that yet or I could go to Date with Destiny in Cairns the following May. Mm. So it was a really hard choice and the whole mum guilt came in but I, I did choose to go to the UPW. That was the, the next available event. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I kind of committed and I thought, if I want to go, there's always a way. And I knew that my husband would support me anyway. So we actually turned my son's birthday into a week-long event and I created this I big it. surprise party for him and he had surprise sleepovers and he had a, a present a day every day that I wasn't here, like totally overcompensated. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, he was super happy and I was able to really um, go and invest. And I think I knew that I was going to find some answers there. Yeah. I was really, I could tell that I was preparing myself even before I got there and I really was asking, what am I searching for? Mm. So, so what, I, um, I got my answers. Yeah, cool. So what we'll, go, we'll talk about, I guess, the personal development stuff. I guess you've been talking about lots of businesses you've been you were starting and you were looking hmm. for different creative avenues to take. But uh, let's just start with as a parent, um, how did you feel after Unleash the Power Within? Because one of the massive things I've just shared on my intro episode is the that's the biggest that was the biggest thing for me showing up as a parent. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm wondering, I, I, especially because you said you felt a bit guilty. I did too. Yeah. Uh, going away for four or five days and I'm doing the same for Date with Destiny this year, you know, six or seven days away and I, I find mm. that hard. But, um, yeah, how did you feel uh, when you got back uh, as a parent? I felt exhausted <laughs> <laughs> just because of the sheer hours that you do. Um, but I really felt that I knew myself so much better that – I was able to show up as a much better mum, a better wife, a better human being because I had peeled back some of those layers. Mm, cool. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. So what layers were peeled back at Unleash the Power Within? I don't know, it's hard to put it into actual words, but it, there was I really... I didn't know who I was or what life was all about before I started attending these events. And the clarity that came when I just, I don't know, like I really was a deer in headlights at that very first UPW, but I'm such an open person that I just, I took it all on. Like mm. I, I didn't filter anything and I just, I was all in. Mm. I gave 110% no matter what. And I let everything kind of bubble up. And, of course, you know, there's always the the human ego that steps in as well that makes you doubt certain things. But I really decided at that point in time that, you know, life is all about love and we need to just continually share that pure essence of ourselves with people mm. and that's how we make the world better. Mm. So you've brought love, like once you sort of let you, in a way you're saying you 
pretty much surrendered to the experience of Unleash the Power mm. Within, which is an ultra spiritual a- a- event for people who haven't been. And then mm. at, once you did that, you felt so love came to the core of everything that you do. Is that what you? Yeah, it was probably, it, it was there, but it was still covered under a couple of layers until I got to Date with Destiny in May. It really came to the forefront at Date with Destiny. Mm. So how do you integrate that into your life now, into your business, into your yeah, yeah. personal life? It really filters through everything. So I'm very much prioritising self-love now, which I have never done before um, to the point where I would just run myself into the ground because I had that, um, I guess, masculine approach to business where it's just go, go, go until you get the result. And, you know, I actually after UPW, before I headed to Date With Destiny, I had severe adrenal fatigue and I had just ran myself into the ground and realising that I can't function like that. I can't bring my best. I I need to fill my own cup up first. And it's still, it really is a struggle. Mm, Still. So absolutely. Yeah, I have to work on it every single day because if I had the choice and I wasn't conscious about making the choice, I would still choose work or Mm. I would still choose doing something for my clients or something in my business before I took self-care. Yeah. So, yeah. A a great uh, something. That's a great takeaway, really. I mean, Mm. yeah, like uh, I I think he talked about it in the seminar how you would if the plane was going down and you you gave everyone else the oxygen mask or you tried to save everyone first, you would you would do you'd be able to do a lot more if you looked after yourself first and Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great wisdom there. So And especially as a parent too, you know, we need to teach our kids mm. that, you know, our needs are worthy. For sure. We need that is yeah. that is huge. That is huge. Yeah. Because yeah, I, 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 I'll just share a bit about yeah. parenting, especially for me. The first couple of years, I just wanted to give, 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 and I did the same same sort of thing. I wasn't looking after myself. And then my partner and I both had this aha moment. We're like, hang on, we're just like running ourselves into the ground. What are we, what are we teaching our kids here? Mm. And, and it's such an important aspect of life, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're very clever at it. Like our, our, the human brain, when it has a particular goal in mind, it's, it can get very tricky and very sneaky. For sure. And still I find myself, you know, I've just recently um, launched a new 12-week program and so I'm convincing myself that, oh, it's okay if I huddle, hustle and burn the candle at both ends because it'll only be while I, I build out this program for the first time. Yeah. So, you know, I am in the office nonstop and not seeing my children in the afternoon. I'm like, hang on, that's the whole reason why I work from home mm-hmm. and why I have this business yeah. is so that I can get that balance. So it really is a constant balance. Yeah, you're act. still looking for it, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a constant. But it, I'm so much more aware now, whereas I had absolutely no awareness before I really explored all of this and, and started going to Tony's events. Mm. So... In the event, especially Unleash the Power Within, 
I, I can't speak to David Destiny yet because I haven't been, mm-hmm. but see you there. A, yeah, <laughs> you'll see you there. But um, there's a there's a on on day three there's a uh, an exercise where you the Charles uh, the Dickens process where you're looking into the future, yes. and feeling the pain of uh, maybe a behaviour that you're taking or a limiting belief. What was your experience of this? That was epic. Um, We've done it not twice. Only, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I have actually. And both times just as powerful. And the second time my husband was there with me as well, which was really cool. But the being able to feel, it's amazing what the mind can do because when you're taken to that place where you can feel the pain of if you continue on this path, if you keep uh, replaying these patterns, this is how your life's going to end up. And the pain associated, like it was a whole physical experience. It really, I could feel it in every essence of my, my body. I felt so much pain and frustration and anger and toxicity is probably a really good word. And, you know, associating that pain and just realising, like, you have no other choice but to change this. Mm. So powerful. And, yeah. And a lot of that was wrapped around self-worth. And it wasn't until I I peeled back those layers and shifted that belief around self-worth and and that I am worthy that then I could actually discover who I was. Mm. How How did that feel? Absolutely. I, it gives me chills now, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, I struggled to talk about my experience. It was, okay. was centred around my kids. So it was very, yeah. very, it was almost traumatic, traumatic to be honest. But yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Giving It gives you chills. So Yes. Um, so powerful. Yeah. And, and did you have moments, you've been to three events now, so mm. have you had moments where if you look back and you look at certain moments and, and he, he talks about, you know, that instant when you click your fingers and everything changes, mm. have you, what moments have you had like that at these events and how have you seen your life, I guess, radically change? The biggest thing is just that golden nugget of awareness. So after UPW 17, I immediately studied, um, started studying the core 100 Um, strategic intervention style of coaching which is what Tony does from stage and realizing you know just the simple things of state management realizing that stopping and pausing for a moment and taking three deep breaths can absolutely change your life Mm. like how trivial does it sound Mm -hmm. but it is so powerful or or standing (laughs) like um you know, Superman or Wonder Woman standing oh, that, that for, two, for two minutes. Yep. Yeah. Increases the testosterone by 20% or something and, like that. And it's... and it's, it's, it seems hard. Like, it, obviously it's not hard to do, but mm. that's how busy we get as humans. Yes. And we literally yeah. can't take, it, you know, three deep breaths is, it's just insane to think about that even if you tried to get people to do that, they after a few days they might forget and it, it yeah. will stop and it's yeah it's really it's really and interesting. And 
even initially you'll you'll meet some resistance with that very often mm-hmm. and it's it's really it's sad that we're getting to that point that we have to remind ourselves to breathe mm-hmm. you know that's our whole connection to everything is our breath mm. and you know you can center yourself in a second you can get out of your head and into your heart with three three big breaths yeah super powerful yeah. There's so many amazing lessons throughout the events. Um, one of them, one of the key elements of fulfilment that Tony talks about is grace. And mm. what what does that mean to you, I guess, and has it changed uh, at all in the last few years? Yeah, it's funny you ask that actually, and it absolutely has evolved for me. So I think when I initially heard... Tony referring to grace or even, you know, just in general society, people referring to grace. And I just kind of had this really distant relationship to that word where, you know, oh, it just means, you know, things are serendipitous or things are just, you know, at the, it it, it all just happens from fate or, you know, It's all up to divine timing. So it was almost like there was something that it was out of our control and you just had to trust, right? So that was about as deep as I ever thought about the word grace. And I've not come from a religious upbringing whatsoever. I've never, I've been actually quite ignorant to most most religions, but I've always known that there is something else very much of a higher power than us because, you know, I was just like, it's not just all about us humans on this earth and we're born and then we die. Like there has to be something else and there's too many coincidences for this not to be a part of a bigger plan. But I didn't believe it was all tied to one man and whatever. So as I've kind of evolved and definitely grown on the personal development journey through a lot of Tony's work and, you know, Bob Proctor and a lot of the greats, um, Jim Rohn, like they, they've shared so much wisdom and a lot of that learning has then shifted into a bit of spirituality of all things. Mm. And so I've, I've just come to realise that in my world or my interpretation of grace that that is, you know, I think Tony is probably softening, you know, if he's religious and he believes in God, then he's probably replacing the word God with grace yeah. or, you know, this universal divine energy is grace. Mm. Yeah. So that's, yeah, the, that's my reference to it now. Yeah, cool. It's interesting because the uh, the key point that I found w- that was supposed to be, learned in the event was that you just have to believe in something greater than yourself absolutely and uh yeah yeah, I personally I'm still searching for an answer or something to sort of hold on to or cling on to that do you have a particular spiritual practice or yeah no I'm very much self-directed yeah (laughs) my spiritual journey yeah and like I said I'm so open that actually just in the last two months I've had so many people crossing my path 
where um, I've they have spiritual gifts that are beyond this world. Like I've I've never even dreamt about meeting people with these gifts or, you know, they are so connected to lots of energy beyond this world where, you know, they tap into the angel world or into the matrix, into the quantum field. Um, I've met ladies who have, they have unicorns, they've birthed dragons and all this mm. stuff. And I'm, I'm just this little girl going, oh, my God, I'm so fascinated. Yeah. And I just, I don't judge it. I just take it all on board and I love to hear them talk about it. I love to, you know, get into conversations with them about it and they don't really mind that I'm so clueless. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've just been taking it all on board and it's really absolutely fascinating to me so I'm not um, I've certainly never fit into a box or into a particular religion or an organized religion whatsoever it's just not um, I don't think I've ever been destined for any kind of um, organized Mm. religion Mm -hmm. but I'm very much open to you know the the energetic field I and actually the first time at that UPW in 2017 and there was a couple of times when, you know, and I'm very spiritually unaware at this point, but I remember saying to my friend at the time, cause I was, you know, in the diamond section, like in the front row, right. And you're feeling very connected to Tony because he's so close when he's up on stage telling his stories. And I just remember him walking around that auditorium and connecting with certain people as he he came through the audience, as he was talking, and I couldn't help but think he is working at a whole energetic level that we can't even imagine. And I started thinking to myself, like, does he read auras? Is he, you know, I didn't know about spirit guides at the time, but now I'm thinking, does he just have his spirit guide guiding him? I mean, A, he's a very, very intelligent man, but there is more at play. Oh, for sure. There is is. more that he is connecting into. And it's, it's just absolutely fascinating. The more I say that I get chills again, like. For sure. There's, so you're spiritually intrigued. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I agree. Like there's something. Oh, it's it's really hard to pinpoint about the way he conducts himself and especially when he's in the that stadium, it's like oh. it's like almost it's like all intuition. Yes. Even though it's a very it, there is a there is a, a lot of planning and structure behind it what he does. Yeah, but, and but... and skill. Like he brings a lot of skill to the table as well. But yeah, you kind of think he he's on autopilot and like who can actually hold that amount of people? Like he, he does events with 20-odd thousand people. Who can hold the attention of 20,000 people with just their voice, just their presence, and nobody moves a muscle, nobody leaves to go to the toilet, nobody goes to grab something to eat mm-hmm. because they are hanging on every word. Mm-hmm. It's like, like he, there's so much power in the words. And yes. authority, it's like authority, like you, you just, someone like that as a, as a boss or something or a, as a manager, you just, yeah, you do whatever they said. 
And I think that's, that's his belief. Like we, we hang on his every word because there is no ounce of doubt in him. Mm-hmm. And so he builds all of that belief in us and that's why we can connect to him so strongly. For sure. And, mm. and belief is actually, let, let's talk about that because you've been through a lot through these events. You've studied um, strategic intervention yeah mm, styles yeah. of coaching and and now you're coaching you're doing group, group programs and one-on-one coaching so how much do you believe that I guess we stand in our own way with our stories oh. uh, essentially <gasps> yeah. it is everything but in your opinion ha- how has your experience been with that absolutely I I still see it Um, you know, often with me, I can see my own stories come up occasionally, but again, awareness is, is the ultimate power. So I can often recognize it, but, um, seeing it come through in my clients as well. And just, we are still, you know, even if we do believe that we are these spiritual beings having a very human experience, we still have these human fears and human programming that is holding us back every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to, you know, building our own belief. Like some of us need more proof than others. Some some need that social proof. Some can believe a lot faster than others. But it's a matter of really tapping into building that belief in ourselves mm-hmm. and realising that we we are all here. We've all chosen to be here at this particular time for a particular reason and to live out a particular purpose. Yeah. So having, yeah. Very well put uh, because that, uh, I guess in your coaching, you would have heard a lot of uh, not just limiting beliefs, but even just stories that people cling onto and their Mm. identities intertwined in those stories and and I'm sure you do a lot of work untangling those as well yeah I do and I'm actually working a lot more now with those who are in spiritual business so um, I met an amazing lady who uh, well multiple ladies recently who've really been able to help me tap into actually like what my soul purpose is when my soul was created (laughs) this is going to sound so woo-woo to some of your listeners (laughs) but bear with me because I didn't believe it either until I read the report um but yeah like at the end of the day in a nutshell yes we all have a purpose of what we are doing here and there is many people who are here to connect us on earth humans on earth with the the universal energies that are at play and connect them with that divine universal energy and you know there's so many gifted people who are here living in this life and they want to help the humans who are on the planet but they're not very good at business Mm -hmm. (laughs) most of the time so just from a couple of random conversations and then seeking out a lady who accesses the Akashic records. I don't know if you've ever heard of that because I hadn't. No. Um, So there is, you know, the Akashic records are a library of all of the soul's energies on the planet 
mm-hmm. and you know what each the purpose of each soul is and then for every life that they have been incarnated like what happened in that life what lessons were learned what curses did they receive what you know karmic energies did they receive and all of that kind of thing so again being all very new to me I was told by a lady who had been visited by my main spirit guide that I'm actually meant they were very happy that I was coaching very happy and they said you are meant to be coaching but you're just not helping the right people I'm like oh okay who am I meant to be helping then And they said, you're actually meant to be a bridge or a connector of these, you know, spiritual business people, light workers, soul workers, whatever label they want to go by, healers. And you are meant to be helping them connect with their clients. So helping them with their marketing and their messaging and all of the fears that come up because they are still in a human body having a human experience. They are still having these limiting beliefs come up and stopping them. Mm-hmm. Um, so your work, they, you're doing that now? You've Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's actually who I am working with now. And it is unbelievable what has happened since I actually took that on, took on that information. I thought, okay, let's test this out. And I spent a fortnight testing it all out trialing a few things with a few people and then everything has exploded since then wow so how long ago was that this was only i had my first um session with leanne at the end of january mm-hmm. so it was only gosh not even two months ago wow such a like not drastic change but quite a big shift in your business massive mm. massive for somebody who isn't and so i'm working with very highly spiritual people and I'm really quite underdeveloped in spirituality, um, which is quite hilarious. But they, they don't need me to be a highly spiritual person to be able to show them the way. Mm-hmm. And to really, you know, I talk about in, in business, they need the three legs of the stool to be really, really solid. And the spiritual leg is, is super solid. The emotional leg can be a little bit rocky. You know, sometimes I do have some ups and downs and bumps in the road, but I can help them through that with my mindset coaching and strategic intervention coaching. I can usually help them through that. But the logistical, physical leg of their business where, you know, you talk about profit and loss and Mm -hmm. look at your numbers at the end of the week and or, you know, create a marketing plan or branding, like that's where the leg falls off. Yeah. And and it's so important as well. Yeah, so important. You can't do the work. It's it's almost like, yeah, you've that's actually really powerful because if you're getting these spiritual coaches uh, to get their business in order, then they can do even more powerful work. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. That's awesome. So the thing is they they really they undervalue themselves. They undercut their prices they don't feel worthy enough to actually charge what they're worth so when I met Leanne Sheargold she was charging $30 for a 90-minute session to Mm. tap into people's spirit guides Mm. and you know she was doing a a session for free for me because it was a competition thing that I had won and you know, I started coaching her immediately because I was like this is absolutely ridiculous like do you actually see the value of what you're providing so 
that was pretty much when the journey started and and the shift started for me and I think when I start to highlight to them that if they continue to undercut their services not only are they devaluing it for themselves they're devaluing it for the industry and they're delegitimizing it so people aren't willing to invest they aren't investing with their whole consciousness if they're mm-hmm. only paying $30 for 90 minutes. For sure. You know, for sure. They're just no. thinking, you know, what, how much am I going to get out of this? Like, really? Exactly. So, yeah. That's awesome. So while we're on that topic, where can people uh, find your work and uh, any, any other projects you've got going on at the moment? Yeah, I, um, the best way probably is to come and join my Facebook group. So I have a bit of a, a fun Facebook group going on. It's called Soulful Success Tribe. And um, my friend Shelly, who's been on the podcast as well, we jump in there on a Sunday night and we'll do some, we'll pull some cards and we'll talk about the energy of the week because we both love numerology and, um, you know, I'm not qualified to pull angel cards or tarot cards or anything whatsoever but I don't care and I enjoy it and we have fun anyway and then multiple times through the week um, members of the group will jump in and share their craft with the group and they'll they'll have a special offer or they'll do a giveaway or a competition and something like that so really cool it's actually yeah it's a really nice space for those in the spiritual business world to come in and stretch their legs a little bit because there is usually also fear around starting to put themselves out there on social media. Yeah. Because often you'll have somebody who, you know, they were a checkout chick or they were in a corporate role and all of a sudden they're a Reiki healer or they're a psychic or, you know, some kind of um, medium. And they need to promote themselves. But yeah. Yeah. And they just need to, like, ease into it. So they're not going to come straight out on their on their Facebook profile and say, hey, guys, this is what I do now. Um, so they can come into the group and just stretch their legs and feel supported with people who've gone down this journey, you know, on this path as well. And, you know, just get amongst it mm-hmm. and stretch their legs a little. I think of them as like little baby foals and, you know, <laughs> their legs are weak and they're falling over a little bit to start with and that's okay. And just to jump in and and share their craft so that they can really expand beyond that group eventually and start having that massive impact in the world that they're wanting to have. Cool, amazing. So yeah. I'll put that uh, that link to Soul, Soulful Success Tribe in the uh, show notes and description for anyone listening and interested in Excellent. that. Excellent, fantastic. Um, so my final question. Yeah. If you had to leave this world and you were spending your final moments with your loved ones, what piece of advice, guidance or quote would you share? Mm. I was thinking long and hard about this one and I think I was overcomplicating it because at the end of the day, it really, life is just all about love. And it's not just romantic love. It's not just love for your loved ones, but it's just finding love in every moment. Even the painful crap that we go through, 
there is always a positive intent. And the more we can find love in any of those situations, the more it actually saves us from experiencing a lot of the pain. That's that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> no worries. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. It's been it's been wonderful to chat with you. Thanks so much, Cameron. That was tons of fun. Mm-hmm.